What I really want to do is to work at KUT as a side job. I mean, I like my income at my job, but as a side job, I'll take that. Welcome back to the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And this week, we're back for our first recording of 2020. But to you, listening to this, it's going to be February. Yep, February 20th um, specifically, if you're listening to Unlaunch Day. (laughs) But um, so for us, if you heard the last episode, we were kind of taking it a little bit easy. In this episode, we're going to focus on our 2020 themes and the again, the focus for the year. But before we dive into that, Kyle, what have you been up to? Uh, reading a bunch of Star Wars subreddit stuff to talk about the last, or not the last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Basically, okay. every hour of my podcast life since seeing the rise of skywalker has been listening to podcasts talk about it <laughs> i feel haven't been that productive that i i mean i guess yesterday i did go for a 10 mile run but while going for that run i listened to the hello internet review of the rise of skywalker so two words with one stone kind of thing but All yeah right. seriously i i've been uh busy with traveling traveled for a week and a half straight Amberly and I came home for about maybe two hours before we head off for our New Year's plan. So it's been pretty busy, and I was really happy to get back into routine, back at work. And today was my first day in like two weeks to like go to the gym before work, and it felt so good. Like, I missed that. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so yeah, it's been... Um, it's been busy with things that are not necessarily productive, but in the mean, in the midst of all, I've been getting a lot of reading done. I picked up this book called Weird City, which is about, it's actually published 10 years ago, but it's about the evolution of Austin, Texas. And the thesis of the book is that uh, Austin might might be losing its weirdness. And this is written 10 years ago. And if you ask people today, they kind of agree. So I, I just like want to see like with the whole, uh, what, like with the whole air about Austin is as a non-Austinite, but someone who absolutely loves the city. I really want to know how it felt to grow up in the city, which mm. actually is foreshadowing towards what my theme was going to be this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you, Mark? Um, this has been somewhat of a mini vacation for me, um, combined with kind of uh, working from home for two weeks. I did not take any time off or travel. Um for this holiday I'm period jealous. so it's, yeah <laughs> you know i was i was kind of happy not not to um and uh so it's just been chill with work and then outside of work just chill as well just i got so used to working from home i'm gonna have to go back into the office this week or tomorrow actually um and i really enjoy working from home uh, having that lifestyle just yeah, it's just so it's so great you make your own meals you know breakfast <laughs> lunch and dinner like you just chill you get so much done you don't have to go anywhere it's fantastic so I spent a lot of time just binging tv shows um binging tv shows not so much social media been doing a lot of reading as well and wrapping up some books or um, that I had and some notes, and then slipping in with a little bit of trying to get some planning stuff done for the Austin Podcasters three-year celebration. Oh, when um, is that? It's probably going to be done by the time this is out, right? Yes, yeah, so it'll be January 15th, okay, Wednesday right. night. Um, And so... Yeah, hopefully uh, we can get a good turnout. Um, I just kind of, we kind of wanted to just do a, um, just a get together mixer. And then I was like, oh, this will be three years that Austin Podcasters that I've been, um, that since it's founded. So um, at a 
celebration with that. So we'll be doing that uh, next week and a meetup this weekend. So yeah, uh, for yeah, our weekend coffee, which are really fun. If you're a amateur podcaster in Austin, Texas, or professional, but it's mostly all like amateur. They go there. It's a great meetup to go and like meet new people. I mean, that's how I met you and a bunch of other people on the Austin Podcasters group. Yeah, a uh, bunch of fun, very talkative people, as you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's a great community, and I've met ton of great people um, here and just in podcasting in general. So, um, yeah, it's, so it will be kind of great to have the weekend coffees going again because we took two months off for that. And um, and we had separate events, uh, but we'll be starting back up with the weekend coffees um, each month this year and then sprinkling in other events that we can. And I don't know why I keep saying we when it's just me, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, um, yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's been pretty much for me. It's just been low-key being a sloth and doing some writing and reading and everything else uh, for a couple projects that I'm working on, which we may hear about in the theme. Mm -hmm. So let's just jump right into our topic today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Our our, our 2020 themes and, and focus areas for for each of us. So start, let's start with you, Kyle. All right. Well, I've been doing a lot of that. So themes for those who might not be aware of it. I think that's like a more like a growing trend in the productivity community to have this whole theme instead of resolution idea where themes are pretty much how you want to focus your year, but you don't really have that many specifics. You kind of like plan within that idea. So it's like a framework that you plan around. So you ask yourself, like, does this fulfill my theme of whatever it is? Two years ago, my theme was a year of establishment where I wanted to establish myself more within my career and I got my my professional engineering license. Uh, I guess my old podcast was also established more as like a more legitimate podcast at the time as well. And then thanks to things that happened in life, we had to disband it. And then uh, last year, the idea was the year of projects and management. The, at the beginning of the year, I was taking on a lot of projects, but then it failed halfway through. And I spent the last six months without any direction whatsoever. And I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> floundering around and just started just doing whatever I wanted to at the time. So I guess it turned into the year of like exploration and uh, kind of like scattered focus to bring up a one of our favorite words. All right. Well and then I, I didn't really like that that much. And now I'm going to be focusing on civics. As I was saying earlier, reading that book, Weird City, I take enormous pride in living in Austin, and I take enormous pride in being in Austin and being a resident of the city, that I want to, I pretty much want to be able to do more than I'm already doing already. I work for the city, so I'm already doing something to help the city as it is, but I want to branch out, kind of like go back to my old everyday superhumans days where I was doing more than just my job to get things or to, I was doing more than this. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing more than just my job to help make the city a better place in a way that I believed in it. So I have the goal right now of trying to get involved into as many civically minded things as possible. I don't know how feasible that would be, but the main goal right now is to read as many books on the city of Austin and also city planning and city policies as possible throughout the year. You become much more well versed on all this and also quite possibly maybe I'll try blogging again. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. The, the idea is I'm, I want to put more effort towards this. Uh, the city that I really believe in and I want to really call myself an Austinite, but I've only been here for three years despite wanting to move to the city for the past like 15 years of my life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is like much belayed to this whole thing. 
So yeah, running the book Weird City right now, which is a really good insightful thing. It was written as the I can't remember the author's name. Is written as his is Josh something I think. Is written as his uh, PhD PhD thesis, and he was a lifelong Austinite. And I think it was about I can't remember exactly what I don't know what his thesis was fully about, but he you know, the book is all about like how it's changed over time. And how people have tried to help prevent the change, and like how people, like how Austin, the old Austin's still there, despite all the growth. I mean, this is a ten-year-old book, so people he might have changed his mind by now. But it does everything from uh, talking about historic landmarks like the Armadillo World Headquarters, which I actually learned about recently. It was a really big music venue in the seventies. Okay, oh hopefully that's right. <laughs> I was like, so they kind of brought together hippie rock and country rock, which kind of birthed the Austin music scene. It was okay. around for 10 years and then uh, eventually went under. Uh, famous Austinite Willie Nelson was a famous uh, or was a frequent player there. Mm-hmm. So there's a stuff like that. Uh, the book also talks about Leslie, I can't remember his last name, but he was a famous. A homeless rights advocate here in Austin who sadly passed away in 2010, I believe. Uh, He was from not natural causes, which makes it even more tragic. Mm -hmm. But like uh, the book features several interviews with this guy who uh, was known for uh, being like the most famous weird guy in Austin. He actually ran for mayor once and uh, got second place. Although, despite being homeless, <laughs> he's a guy that was homeless, but a huge advocacy for homeless rights, which is a very modern problem here in Austin. <laughs> so I actually was thinking, yeah. like, what would he think about this today? And so on and so forth. It's been a, it's been a really good book. I've read some of our books in the Austin history before, but now I'm trying to like really be serious about it. I also okay. am a contributing member to KUT, as we both are. I believe you're a KUT contributing member as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just started contributing towards the Texas Tribune as well for a small monthly donation of $5. But it's I think that's good to have nonprofit journalism versus oh, yeah. like commercialized journalism. So I started paying for that, just to support that. And also ProPublica, which is the national version of all three of those, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I'm starting out my year. But... I wrote down a list of things that I should think about for my theme this year whenever I'm uh, considering things to do. And yeah. it could be anything. I mean, this, this is a very short list. It's only four questions to think about. But I think it's a good starting point. I could change from here and so on and so forth. Uh, the first question is the one I'm acting on right now, which is what can I do to make myself a more informed citizen? Which is ring up on that stuff become a fanboy for the city i'm in <laughs> so it's like uh <laughs> yeah. what can i do to what can i contribute to help out outside of work which i'm still working on that one right now i do have my old nonprofit connections for my old podcast so maybe i'll start following up with them and saying like hey i want to join your cause and okay. see if i can do support uh what can i contribute to in addition to my normal job within the office so pretty much like how can I work within the office to improve my work situation or the city itself? For example, I used to be a part of this uh, this graffiti prevention task force here in Austin. I was a part of that for about a year, year and a half, where I was really pitching the idea that we should ha- have art to prevent graffiti. And unfortunately, with new city management that came in halfway through the projects, it just kind of fell apart. And nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some successes we had, but nothing happened on my side that I was pushing for. I was pushing for some pretty ambitious goals, though. So that's that's my fault. <laughs> uh, hey, go big or go home. I know. <laughs> I had this like five-page write-up for like, here's a bunch of ideas that we could do. Here's things that have been proven to work by other cities. That's <laughs> what, I'm very passionate about the Austin art scene. Yeah. I am also very passionate about street art. So I was like, well, this is a good time to like, marry these things, these two things together. And then, uh, so I was doing that for a while, and that also dwindled out as well. Uh, and then, let's see. And I also asked myself, 
what do I want to do this year? Is there an organization that supports that? That's something I'm still trying to figure out as well. But mm-hmm. I have my Norse, my guiding principles right here. I'm trying to do what I can to become more civically active. I'm considering maybe civic podcasting again, like Everyday Supremes was. I don't know what that would be about. I have some ideas, but I do believe in civic podcasting. I think it's something that should be, uh, should be pursued more. Like we have a we have a I mutual agree. friend, uh, Yolanda, yeah. who does eating and sipping locally. She just talks about local restaurants mm-hmm. and farmers and farmers markets. And like how their food is, like how they actually, uh, let's see. Yeah, she just talks to these uh, local people on the, I guess, food and drink scene here in Austin about uh, like what they do, how it impacts the community and all that stuff. To me, that's like a great thing to do is these small civic podcasts to kind of really show civic pride. So maybe I'll become a civic podcast producer. (laughs) What I really mm. want to do is to work at KUT as a side job. I mean, I like my income at my job, but as a side yeah. job, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'll be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. So KUT, if you're listening, if you want a part-time 10 hours a week producer, <laughs> I could do that. You know? My, my main goal, which will be really hard to strive for, mostly because these two people are fictional characters, but I'd strive to become my best Leslie Nope or Ben Wyatt. Which is doing my best every day to make the city a better place. But like the thing that. with like themes is that's like a very broad spectrum where yeah. you kinda act within it. And the question is what can I use with my time and my energy and my skills at this moment to improve on it? And yeah, that's uh that's my theme. I could talk for a while about this, but it'll be a bunch of the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mike, what's your main focus slash themes for 2020? Okay. So, for my 2020 themes, I do have two. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I made two. Um, And so, what's interesting is that I used to do monthly themes. Um, So, um, the top of when I do my monthly planning, and I do weekly planning every week, Sunday night. I sit down and I'm like, oh. no doing it for the week. But that's, that's small, taken. F- huh? That's a small thing I'm trying to add to my schedule now is weekly planning. Because weekly? You've kind of sold me that idea. So my minor <laughs> theme is planning more uh, uh, granularity. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I take the big yearly. I put them into quarters. I put them into months. And I, I put them into weeks. <laughs> Um, and then you have your daily task, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. So I would I would do monthly themes. Like here's here's what I'm trying to accomplish this month. Here's the theme, and I will work forward towards that month. And it would change depending on what I was actually trying to do. So it became kind of annoying to constantly pick a new theme every month. <laughs> So I'm kind of excited to just expand it out into a big overarching like yearly thing. So for for my 2020, the first theme is execution. Okay. Okay. So I picked this because it's I'm trying to do better at it, but it's easier to you know coach other people in this manner than to take your own advice. So I'm a researcher at heart. I get an idea. I open up a notebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mind map it. And I put all these notes in. I research the topic. I look up articles. I look up videos. I will read books on it and con- contribute to it or whatever. And I build up this source material of something that I would like to do. And I don't execute on it because then I've let it become such this this huge thing um and I just don't execute on it it mm-hmm. becomes this whole other thing it's like okay so if now I got amassed this research now I have to distill all of this into pieces of consumable information from mm-hmm. my perspective right and then that's x amount of things that I have to write or produce and then 
you know, of course, we're all always want to make everything perfect. And I know everything can't be perfect. Um, there's no perfect. And it's better to just execute on it and iterate as you go. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I'm looking at in my notebooks and areas and projects that I have. And I'm like, ooh, I've been sitting <laughs> on this stuff for quite, like, for example, in the one of the previous episodes, I mentioned that, that I finally did a branding update for my business right yeah yeah well i look back to see when i actually created because it was a i have it as a trello card like update the my business brand and i looked at that and i created that card in january 2018 and i finally finished it december 2019 (laughs) right wow almost two years (laughs) yeah um and so it, it was because it was like, I want to do all this stuff. Mm. And with that, and I'm writing a blog post on it as well. And I wanted to do it myself instead of uh, paying someone else for it because I wanted to um, deepen my skills in graphic design and lettering and typography. So then that means all of 2019 pretty much was me um Part of 2018-2019, I was following uh, creatives in that in those fields, watching countless videos on it, and then I even took some training courses, and then I actually did the work myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, that's a bit much, right? And there's other things that I have on the to-do or planning list that I haven't done because I keep researching and adding more material to it. Mm-hmm. So I just need to execute and iterate. Um, and so part of that, where that came from is um, last month, yes, January, in December, I had my my corporate meeting. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So I had to do my 2019 review and plan for my 2020 and one of the things, and I, we talked about it in one of the episodes, is I have a sticky note that, where I ask myself, how can I move my indie publishing business forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of things or projects that I just had on the docket. And one of the things is that I just needed to start executing a bit more on these things. So that's why I kind of shifted some projects around. So that I can get better, more experience, more with the act of publishing as opposed to researching and reading books about the publishing business, <laughs> right? Mm. Actually, no, go through the process. Yeah, it's definitely a hard move to go from knowing something to acting upon it. Without my my cheat for this is typically always doing a project with a partner. How you feel obligated to keep up with it? Yeah, <laughs> like if I really want to start a project, really I, I try to hype somebody up on it. So I'm like, okay, let's do this together. So. That that really helps because you have accountability. Yeah. Um. So, so I'm trying to get out of the researcher phase and just execute more and iterate as we go. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you'll just you'll miss so many things and you actually won't improve as as quickly if you're just continuously researching. So that's going to be a bit of advice that I take for myself. Um, So that's theme number one. Theme Mm -hmm. number two, that's going to be big for me. Um, It always is, but um, I want to extra focus on it this this year, is health. Health, yes. Okay, yes. And so, so for the first part of health is physical health. That's always a given, right? Um. So I may have, I think I've, I've, I've talked talk to you about it before. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the show, but about, I think it would be two years now. Oh my God, it would be two years now. Didn't, time flies. But <laughs> two years ago, I had, it wasn't an accident, but I, I had an, I'm going to call it an episode and it's yeah. from a lingering in- injury because uh, I have lower back pain. And so I had an episode in which my muscles tense and, 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 and contracted and threw me all off balance. And it was so bad. I was put on painkillers um, for like two, three weeks 
on painkillers and I developed sciatica in both my legs, right? So um, the sciatic nerve that runs down down from your lower back and, and your legs. And pretty much I was in a level eight to 10 level pain mm-hmm. every single day in both legs. God. It sucked to sleep. That's it sucked horrible. to walk. It sucked to stand. It sucked to sit. Like there was nothing. I was constantly in pain. Um, so with physical therapy, we were able to get that out of both legs into just my left leg. Yeah. Um, but even then, it was still ranging between seven and 10 on a pain scale. And then through continuous physical therapy and and trying to do everything, um, it's now at a point where I can go three days, three, four days without actually even registering pain. Right. Well, that's good. Th- I mean, that's that <laughs> is sounds way better than what it used to be. That's fantastic. <laughs> when you go from every single day, you're in a constant at minimum, like level four pain. And sometimes it'll shoot up to seven or eight or something yeah. like that. Um, or if you're walking around a store, you were fine two minutes before and you're walking and then boom. Next thing you know, it, it hurts to literally stand. Um, yeah, it, it's a major improvement. So but with that, because of dealing with that, there are exercises and things and physical therapy that I was doing, but that also killed my workout routines. Mm. Like um, uh, lifting and um, cardio, especially cycling. Um, and so I, since then, I've done a couple tests on the bike. Some were successful, some weren't. Like one time I almost didn't make it back because the leg pain had kicked in so bad. But I've, I've gotten much better. So 2020 for physical health, I'm continuing to eliminate um, the issue entirely and and continue doing that from the physical therapy exercises. Mm -hmm. But I've also been able to finally start back with a light workout routine. And let me tell you, I need it because I've gained some weight from not, (laughs) from not having my regular uh, workout routine. And uh, so yeah, 2020 physical health, continually getting rid of the sciatica and getting back on my good uh, workout routine and cycling again. I can't wait to cycle. Um, and then the next uh, part two of that is mental health. That's oh, yeah. extremely yeah. important, right? For sure. Um, making sure that that you recognize when you need to rest. Um, mm-hmm. It's You don't have to hustle 24-7 and kill yourself. There's so many stories of people putting themselves in the hospital and trying to hustle. Listen yeah. to your body. Yeah. It's okay to rest. It's okay to have, you need those recuperative days. And so starting with that is my focus to try to get a much better sleep schedule <laughs> than I yeah. have now. Yeah, that's, I think, the most important thing you could focus on, really, is sleep, like in general. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. I'll be up to like 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I think you need to go to bed, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and get back up at seven for me it's the opposite it's like i'll set an alarm for an earlier time and do things before work and then the, the next thing i know i'm waking up with like only like six hour six hours or less of sleep so yeah i yeah it's sleep health is probably the most important health that you can work on oh my gosh so like um and there's been there's this book i need to read i need to read it um, I've had this coworker's book for a few months because I just haven't read it, and it's about sleep. Um, Is but, it Why We Sleep by Any Chance? No. Okay. It's called Sleep Smarter. Okay. That sounds like a book review we could do. Yeah. <laughs> could. Yeah. I, I mean, nice. it really helps with productivity, too. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but uh, that whole, like, I'll sleep when I'm dead, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like, doctors are like, Literally, yes. If you deprive yourself of sleep, you're just digging your own grave much earlier. All the Um, things I've heard about sleep health has made me way more vigilant on sleep. (laughs) And yeah, I, for the past, I went from a person who, I mean, I still think that sleep is inconvenient and if I could, I get rid of it. But I went from being like, ah, it's whatever. I'll just drink enough caffeine to, oh my God, this is like smoking. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I am a huge advocate for better sleep health, like as a primary goal for health for any for anybody. Yes, like, there's people that I that I they're like content careers I support, mm-hmm. but I've actually like had like the what feels to me like an ethical dilemma of like I hear like that they only sleep like four hours a night. I'm like, should I still be following this YouTube channel? Yeah, like I stopped. I actually stopped paying for this one guy's Patreon. He's like, I don't want to support this behavior. <laughs> so, right, like, the content's great, but I can't support this lifestyle. Right, like, I still watch him. So I guess it's an ad rev for me, but I don't pay for his Patreon anymore for that reason. Yeah, like, sleep health. Because- I'm a huge evangelical. I can't say that word. Evangelical. I can't say that word. Evangelical. Evangelist. Oh Evangelist. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait. You don't mean evangelical. I yeah, think I'm, evangelist. <laughs> I'm a huge evangelist for sleep health. And after that, I'm a huge evangelist for uh, general health. I actually, mm-hmm. personally, if you need any help on this theme, I put, I personally put health above all my other goals every single day. Like yeah. if you, if you need like a motivation, buddy, or whatever, I don't, I seem like a pretty self-motivated person, but like, I'm there to help, like because like I am a huge believer that people should focus on their health as their primary thing to focus on. Yes, and and that's the thing. It's like yeah, you do, but you don't put it first. Mm-hmm. And with <laughs> with <laughs> by increasing in age, um, sometimes I forget how old I am, <laughs> but. I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a young 22 year old anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I need to kind of recognize and get with the facts. Like, yo, Mark, <laughs> you're up there now. So you this like it always should be, but you truly want to uh, make sure that you're focusing mm-hmm. on this. So it's kind of just re ranking it. Not that it was not that you consciously put it like at level four or eight mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's like, okay, this is the number one thing. And mm-hmm. if I can make sure that I build good habits for this to tackle this and, and make sure that this is always at the forefront, then I think everything else would will follow. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think that focusing on health is probably the best thing you do for productivity and well-being. And yeah, mm-hmm. it does mean mental health and physical health as well. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's a great goal to have. I mean, I, I know it's like kind of cliche to like, hey, I'm gonna be healthy this year, but like you came from like a like an athletic background and you had that shitty thing, that you had that crappy thing happen to you. Yeah. So it's great to see that it's coming around and you're uh, willing to give it a more, I guess, focus lick this year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you just need to. And I think I've, I, I may have talked about it on the show, but last year, this time, last year, 2018, going into 2018, there I had literally so many projects. Mm-hmm. So I had so many people reaching out and I was prepping all this stuff, lots of traveling, um, doing talks, not just the talk that we did. I had other talks that I was doing mm-hmm. and, and people wanted me to do these training sessions and build all this content. And I just kept saying yes to everything. And I burnt out <laughs> new job, which was even more like stressful because you're dealing with much larger, not new job, but new position. You're dealing with larger clients and stuff like that. So learning that and, and just everything else, like I burnt out and I literally quit doing any side stuff for like three months. And I was like, I don't want that to happen again. So 2019, I was like, okay, now when I'm doing my weekly planning, I put downtime days in. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm purposely planning. I, I think even on my calendar, I think Tuesday is a self-care day. Because Mondays mm-hmm. we typically do podcast stuff. So mm-hmm. um so then Tuesday, I do a self-care day. That's the first time in the office. I'm around everyone. So I come home, self-care day. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, I do, you know, other works and, and, mm-hmm. and I schedule things there. And I was like, before I wasn't doing that, it was literally every single day I was doing some type of side project or doing something for 
awesome podcasters or creating something or prepping for some talk or whatever thing mm-hmm. that I was doing. There was no downtime. Um, so 2019, I listened to that and I'm like, ah, that was really helpful. We're 2020. We're just going to make this like number one. Mm. Yeah. Well, is that Love everything? It. Uh, you have any more to say? I, no, that's, that's it for me. My two things, execution and health though. Execute health. They kind of sound like execution, like you will, I, I will execute you. A death, an executor. <laughs> the executor. <laughs> and then I'm going to bring you back with some nice health. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> so that's it. That's it for for me. Um, and that's it for that. Any other final words on your two thing or on your theme choice nope but i'm feeling that beginning of the year like hype right now so i want to keep it going is my main goal right now is to ride this out as far as i can and it's a good uh it's a good uh framework to work with i'm really excited for this year awesome awesome so we should talk about our next episode next episode the next episode i'm excited for uh because i suggested this and um I kind of started this already. Yeah, I kind of started today too, but very loosely. Okay. Yeah. So the next the next episode uh, is we're moving from yearly thing <laughs> to daily thing. <laughs> yeah. So I suggested this um, as my virtual mentor, uh, whom I've been following for like the past year and a half, two years now. Uh, Chris Doe uh, from The Future. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about business, uh, the business aspect for creatives on how uh, typography, lettering artists or uh, graphic designers um, price their work and actually run their business. No one actually like was really talking about the business side of creative work. Um, so he created a s- secondary business called The Future, which is an education platform. Tons of great videos on YouTube of him speaking about business, how to price your work and how to to talk with clients. Anyway, he had shared out uh, people asked, like, how how's your day structured? How do you get this stuff right? We famously know that Warren Buffett spends like 85 percent of his time reading, mm-hmm. literally reading all day. That's all he does. He comes in, he reads all day. He's like, if you don't read 500 pages a day, your your life is meaningless. Um, So Chris shared out what he did. And um, do I have it? I'm not sure if I can find the bookmark here, but he does theme days. So he has specific days um, where he will work on specific things. Mm -hmm. And of course, you, you have to adjust this for your work life yeah he runs his own business he's able to make up yeah Yeah. so he'll he'll do like uh a full day of uh meetings just one day i think wednesdays are for meetings only all his meetings he tries best to schedule the meetings on wednesdays Mm. thursdays and fridays are is content creation so any podcast Mm. he recording even if he gets uh being interviewed for a podcast, any videos he's creating and stuff like that with his teams, that's done on Thursdays and Fridays. Um, I think Mondays at his job, he Mondays or Tuesdays, he reads all day. He mm. focuses that, that six to eight hours doing nothing but reading. And then the next day is um, writing. He then takes all the stuff that he's read and he starts producing content with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, creating content, writing uh, articles or posts and things of that nature. So I thought that would be pretty interesting to do because we also have the concept of bulking where you take all similar tasks and you do it at Mm -hmm. once, right? Uh, If you need to do email, then you read all your email at once. Um, If you need to do editing, then you do all your editing at once. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, why not break it out if we can to theme days where on specific days we perform certain things and that kind of helps create a routine for you because you always know on this specific day what you're focusing on 
and you're able to bulk and focus at work for those specific days. So that's kind of what um, I mean by daily things. Do you and, have your week planned out for an example? I'll share what I have right now. Yeah. So after you say it. If I open my calendar and we're going to start with Monday because the week starts on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it does. I agree. I'm a huge advocate for that. <laughs> the work, so, I mean, if your calendar starts on a Sunday, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and please know, I don't have my work calendar, but I do did this for work as well. So for my day job, I do, I have put on my uh, work calendar theme days as well. Even though I'm in a support role, when I'm outside of support, there's mm-hmm. other t- things that we do. So I try to theme those days. So for my personal side business, out of day job stuff, Mondays is for recording and the productivity lab. Mm-hmm. So um, recording, if I, because I do other podcasts and I'm, going to be adding another one to the list it's going to be lightweight so any recording i need to do i would do that on monday evening because i kind of got used to the recording schedules that we have and for any stuff that we when we do record a show um also marked it for the productivity lab so that i create any social media prep stuff that we need to do for that I'll do that then or make any notes on a challenge Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. Tuesdays is self-care day. Mm -hmm. I do nothing. I just take care of myself. Uh, Wednesday is business. So I do all my business admin tasks. Not that there's very many right now, but it will come for use later. So I respond to any emails or inquiries that I may have uh, gotten. Um, I'll balance uh, my bank accounts. Um, like this Wednesday, I need to submit my sales tax for the quarter. Um, so I'll be doing that and then, uh, prepping any stuff that I need to do, uh, taxes, um, as well. So Thursdays is for Austin podcasters. Um, so, uh, Thursday evening is when I prep the Friday playlist. So, um, I prep the Friday playlist on Thursdays. Um, I create any micro blogs that I want to post mm-hmm. or any social media posts, any planning, anything related to Austin podcasters. I do on Thursdays, uh, Friday, self-care, another self-care another day. Self-care. Okay. Yep. Um, and then Saturday and Sunday are two big days. So Saturday is production. That means for any, uh, thing that I have, um, editing, episodes I do on Saturdays, any mixing I do, and then any design work, um, stuff that I want to try to test out or train to do, I would do that. And then maybe some reading. And then Sundays are my read and write. Um, so I spend the entire day reading and or writing, whatever it is. So re- reading is nice and relaxing, but mm-hmm. it can also be research. And then um, I that's when I'm writing blog posts or then I'm writing on the poetry book I mentioned or Project Dollar or anything else that I want to write on that day. So that's kind of my weekend, how I have the theme day structured. Oh, well, since you have a better idea about this than I did, <laughs> I, I kind of hastily put some stuff together yesterday okay. uh, before I went to go play some Dungeons and Dragons because I'm a big fan of that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so my plan for my next two weeks on my themes, I divide it between work and personal. So today my work day was my administrative task day, which means things that require a little bit less focus, things that uh, are more meta to projects. Like right now it's estimate season, so that means I was doing estimates today for our next couple of years of projects. Uh, personal is podcast day since I... I originally put today as being a programming day, but mm-hmm. I remember that we were recording today, so I kind of <laughs> do that. And then tomorrow and Wednesday at work are both going to be focus days. I'm going. To, I was actually looking at our old, uh, uh, what was it, our old focus log that we did many episodes oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I saw that I'm most productive on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, so I was like, okay, those are going to be focus days. Nice. Uh, so I'm nice. going to try my best to mitigate distractions at work and focus on more more uh, i guess mentally uh, taxing work at the same time 
And then personally on Tuesday, I'm going to go for a reading day in the evening. If it's not a busy evening around the house, I'm going to try to read as much as I can in the evening. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, I'm going to also have that focus day at work. And then personally, I'm going to try doing a programming lesson that night. And then Thursday, I have it on here. It's going to be a light work day because I found out that that's actually my least productive day is Thursdays. So I'm going to do it as a light work day, do smaller tasks, kind of like today, like a more easier, less mental power kind of task at work. And personally, it's either going to be a writing day or a programming day. I haven't decided on which one just yet. Writing is programming. That's true. Programmers are writers. Yep. They are. Oh, man. I'm watching this tutorial right now, and the guy types so fast. I'm trying to like keep up with him as I'm trying to mirror it. I'm like, I had to pause the video every time he types a line. It feels like. <laughs> so I might be doing two programming days. If not, I'll do a writing day and try to actually post something on my blog. I have this huge mental block around publishing nonfiction. So but I want to work on that. Uh, Friday is going to be at work admin slash light work day to just get things done for the week. It's a half day at work. So I usually plan out my next week at work on Fridays because I found out I originally used to plan my week out on Mondays, but Mondays had such a huge task list. I didn't have the mental capacity to even focus on like what I'm going to do that week. So now at the end of each week, I now plan out the next week. And my personal day, since it's a half, or my personal theme, since it's a half day, is going to be a side project day, which will be more than likely editing an episode of this show. So, <laughs> uh, and then Saturday, I plan on doing a no social media day and an Amberly and I day, because we actually have a pretty big date weekend, date weekend coming up. Uh, we were doing a date in two parts. We're going to go out for sushi on Friday, then see a movie on Saturday, and go for a nice. hike on Saturday, too. Nice. So we're that's our Christmas gift. We didn't get each other anything. We just thought we were going to have a good weekend together. There you so, go. So to make it better, I'm going to do no social media on that day. And Sunday conveniently lines up with a uh, day that we have a bunch of tasks to do on our house uh, for... I can't speak. We have a bunch of tasks to do around the house. So the plan is to do some house stuff that day. And uh, maybe the next Sunday will be the same thing. If not, it will be something different. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm kind of going into this as a very... It's more like a way of structuring my week in a way I haven't structured it before. Uh-huh. So at the very least, I'm going to come out of this thinking that it's a more structured week than usual. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that's some of my themes. We'll report back in two weeks of how well they went. Yeah, yeah, and uh, before we go, before I lose the thought, um, since you mentioned that you have a block when it comes to nonfiction stuff mm-hmm. posting, um, I just recently read on my uh, read and write day uh, a block uh, workbook or a series of posts that I came across from Julian dot com, J U L I A N dot com. So Julian Shapiro. Mm-hmm. And when you go there, he has a writing well, craft and reflection. And it should take you probably about 30 minutes to actually read through it, depending on your reading speed. Um, but it's pretty well thought out. And it's um, in the sense of writing nonfiction. So essayist type things. And he really kind of just breaks it down to give you a worksheet at the end or like a, a point list or cheat mm. sheet for you to reference to help you uh, when it comes to writing nonfiction stuff. Uh, so it's really good to take a look at that. All right. Yeah. We'll throw the link in the description. Actually, you should send me the link on Slack for I get so I have it for reference during this time. Will do. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, let's uh, sign off now. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. That's that's a a long preview into uh, what the next episode is going to be about. Um, so, Kyle, where can they find you? You could find me at Kyle SQ9 on Instagram and Twitter, where I will mostly post pictures of my dog. And uh, Twitter, I'll occasionally retweet things and I'll tweet random ideas. So. <laughs> It's very nothing's focused as most Twitters should be, I think. The focus Twitter is actually kind of boring. I started following James Clear on Twitter after reading the 
after being a time at Cabot's, he has a pretty boring Twitter. It's just the same. It's just like all like, it's all tips are useful and that stuff, but I want to yeah. know who you are, James Clear. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it's not so clear, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and you could also find my defunct website, quadrant9.net. Dot net. <laughs> it's been so long since I used it. <laughs> it's quadrant9.net. The link's in the show notes. <laughs> All right. Uh, and for you, Mark? Uh, you can find uh, me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkIO. AskMarkIO. And you can find my horrible illustrations and my iffy writing on my blog at AskMarkIO. Dot io in which I just published, and there's going to be other stuff by the time this episode get out. Nice. But I just published um, small video of my uh, the Goading Age Folio Society Marvel comics. They published four comics in a single bound book with a facsimile of Marvel Comics issue number one. It's amazing. It's beautiful. That sounds really awesome. It's beautiful. And the Folly Society Marvel Comics. Oh, yeah. I saw that and I just had to purchase. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So you'll find stuff like that and also have a video for my Game of Thrones books from uh, uh, Folly Society Mm -hmm. as well. You can also find us at Productive Lab on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read our beautiful show notes on our website, tpl.show for short, or the productivity lab dot show if you and, like typing and feel free to tweet to us your yearly theme and how it's going since we're now a month into the year as a time of release yeah and just share it with us and we'll be happy to retweet it and and just i mean just share the joy of having these awesome themes and like everybody's working better to make themselves a better person or yeah just i love seeing people's uh, themes the cortex subreddit right now has been like super inspiring Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, I'm doing this this year. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is awesome. I love this. So we want to hear from you what your themes are this year. Yeah, and it's amazing to see what people are working on. And if you're thinking like, oh, I never heard of yearly themes before. It's already a month into the year. Don't fret. You could, it's yearly themes just saying to think about because it's the time of year people make a resolution to get start them whenever you want and end them whenever you want. Like I did last time. I had mine in like June last year. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, so until then, stay productive. Stay productive. Stay productive. <laughs> what else is going to go in? Stay productive. <laughs> Stay right. productive. Stay productive, everybody. <laughs> one, of those many, <laughs> one of those many attempts are going to go in. <laughs> I'm just making it harder for you. <laughs>